What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batista. And this is BA. And welcome back to episode 29 of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts in everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investment, dating, and everything else in between. Welcome back to episode 29. Mm, we're back. Uh, Always good to be back. Another, Another week, week down in Brooklyn. Yes, you man. Good? It's the summertime. I already told you my energy is up. Okay, that's what I'm saying. The I'm weather good. just do something different to you. It does, man. But we touched on this very briefly last week. This is Pride Month. It's a big thing right now in the city of New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of different festivals. Everywhere. Not just New York City. Everywhere. But New York City is where it's like the biggest, right? Is it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. But anyway... Uh, this episode, I told you we had something special planned for y'all for Pride Month. Um, this is something that's very near and dear to me because I actually had my good friend come out recently. Uh, he came out gay. Mm-hmm. About a month ago, I had no idea all the way through college, any of that stuff. So this is big to me. But um, in order to help us just kind of talk a little bit more about this, because I don't know shit about shit when it comes to different <laughs> stuff. <laughs> okay. We have on two special guests today that came just, uh, you know, I'm really excited about it. These are really good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are part of the LGBTQ yes. community. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wanted to add another letter onto the internet. But anyway, my bad. Y'all introduce yourselves, please. Hey, everybody. I'm Shania, a.k.a. The Bundle Plug. What's up? It's your girl, Tay. Tay De La Creme. Okay. Okay. Practice before they Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank y'all for being on. Thank Thanks you so much us. Yeah, for having us. And y'all, uh, y'all from Brooklyn? Y'all Brooklyn natives? Or? No. I'm from, well, we're both from Queens. Straight out of Queens. Oh, okay. Straight she, she out of Queens. Let's make that real clear. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of pride, but, um, you know, I'm just glad everybody could be here today. I really can't wait to dive into this, but y'all know we got to order operations we perform in here on Made Man Podcast. So, um, let's go ahead and dive into this entertainment section. What's been happening? What's been going on? Yeah, so um, unfortunately, we have to start off on kind of a sad note. Um, we always so, start off on sad notes. I mean, like you got to get the sad stuff out the way so you can just talk about the positivity in the world. Right? Okay. Recently, there has been some killings in Sudan, right? And these killings stem from the genocide in Sudan that was happening in 2003. And that was due to really just um, the government was um, not taking care of the people. It was some economic and political uh, marginalization. Um, That's the way they term it. And um, it's trickled down into now. And um, it's the same situation in that the the civilians are pushing for um, a more pro-democracy government. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is the government is just like, no, we're not for that. So uh, the government is now killing people, raping people, just trying to get things back in order. It's some type of dictatorship that they're under, but it's really stemming from lack of resources, lack of food, prices going up, famines, and it's just that the government isn't taking care of the people, so the people are upset and rebelling against the government. So prayers go out to everybody in Sudan. Um, I really hope things get better. Uh, Did y'all hear anything about any of the stuff going on, like the shootings, the killings, the rapes, stuff like yes, that? Yes, yeah. I yeah, I've been seeing a lot, like on the uh, news, on, right? Yeah, on the news, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody had. Well, a lot of people on my timeline have changed their icon blue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of to uh, bring awareness mm-hmm. um, of the situation. One of my best friends. Um, is actually from Sudan. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like she's posted a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a lot to say about it. You know, her entire, you know, father's side of the family is from Sudan. Mm-hmm. So it's really been affecting her. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, so you know somebody's actually over there right now. Explain. No, she's not. No, she's not over there right oh. now. Um, she's yeah, she lives in Virginia. Oh, okay, um, but gotcha. Yeah. But she okay. She, yeah, you know, she, yeah, that's where her roots are from. So you know, it is definitely bothering her. She gotcha. posts about it every day, and um, you know, I don't, I, I don't blame her. You want to spread awareness? Yeah. Something needs mm. to be done. Definitely. And um, the U.S. likes to get involved with everything else, so it's mm. kind of like, you know, where's that involved? Yeah. When are we gonna, yeah, mm. kind of exactly. do something about it? Mm. Definitely understand that. I mean. I mean, like, I'm from Alabama. It's a lot of craziness going on right now. I don't really try to defend too much of it because it's hard to say I'm from there. I don't even like telling people I'm from Alabama sometimes. Y'all heard about all the abortion. And yeah, that's we have. Yes, I'm not even going to dive into that. But anyway, you know, shout out to her for, you know, at least spreading the word, doing something. Yeah, absolutely. What is the um, blue? I'm not sure, but what is the blue? Uh, emblem? What does that mean? I think it's just to raise awareness. Just raise awareness. So, like, okay. so people okay. probably ask, like, oh, so what's going on? Why did you change mm-hmm. your icon blue? Yeah. Then I guess somebody gets educated gotcha. or, you know. Okay. okay. Um, cool. Just kind of like a silent protest, mm-hmm. also. Okay. I guess in a way. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Right. Do y'all remember, um, this is just segue into the next one. Do y'all remember Junior, dude uh, in the Bronx? <sighs> yeah. Justice yeah. for Junior? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So recently, it looks like five people that were involved in the act, they got arrested and they were trial and, uh, it came back that they were guilty. Guilty. Thank yeah. you. That's what I was looking for. They yeah. were guilty, but mm. unfortunately, unfortunately, it was a lot more people involved in that too. Like yes. nine other people that was it? tried at a later date. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. I had um, no idea. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys. Um, I think I saw a video recently. He was actually snitching on the uh, mm. everybody else. Uh-huh. So he was letting everybody know what was going on. You know. Mm. Uh, he said that when he looked in Junior's eyes, he could tell that it wasn't. He wasn't the person. He wasn't in the person, right? Yeah. And he didn't stop. Did not stop it, and and that's part of the reason why I think he should be charged as well. Facts. Period. Because yeah, you had yeah. exactly you yeah. had the opportunity to stop this sens- literally senseless killing from happening, mm-hmm. and you didn't. You did nothing. Mm-hmm. You did absolutely Guilty nothing. By association, man. You yeah. right there. You ain't trying to stop it. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you let it happen. So anyway, just you know, sending prayers up for that whole situation. Yeah. That was yeah. really yeah. tough. Yeah. You know? And another situation I want to highlight is. Um, Willie McCoy, uh, he is a 20-year-old black man, unarmed, and um, he was shot at 55 times by the cops while he was sitting in his car and um, hit 25 times. And he he was shot 55 times in 3.5 seconds, that's what they say. So uh, prayers go out to his family, another unarmed black man killed for no reason. So, yeah. Man, it's coming to thing, yeah, it seems to happen a lot more. Prayers up to all of these people, man. I hate starting with the sad yeah, stuff, but it has to be talked about. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. needs to be talked about. Yeah, like please do your research on these things. Like these stuff, although it may not be directly affecting you, like I feel like you need to educate yourself about it because you can do something about it. Every step counts. But anyway, on the lighter note, the last thing for the entertainment section, um, this is something I just thought was really cool. I'm sure y'all know Will Smith and Nas. Apparently, they are two of the first investors into this new app called Step which teaches teenagers financial literacy. And I mean, I'm sure we all when we went to college and that was one of the things they didn't really talk about, like mm-hmm. how to manage mm-hmm. like stocks, bonds, how to save these accounts and stuff like that. How to actually prepare yourself mm-hmm. for future, like, cause you're in debt more, more than likely. If you took out student loans, like I did, and Brian did, yep. like. And yep. Tay. <laughs> they didn't really teach you how to get out of that. They teach you to get a job that's probably not gonna give you enough money to ever pay off that debt full. So, uh, this is how the app works. So, the app uh, enables teens to access bank accounts that do not come with a minimum balance or fees and provides tips on how to manage the money. 
So it's something small, but it can have a really, really big mm -hmm. impact, especially for the next generation. Mm -hmm. So I just thought I'd give a special mm -hmm. shout out to that. Two prominent figures in the community really taking that step forward to look and to pretty much pay it forward yeah. to the people coming up behind us. So I just thought that was really cool. That's tight. I That's wish tight. that I knew um, who the founder of the app was. Like it would be great if it was an African American person for mm -hmm. me personally. That's just how I feel, you know? But they're investing in a, mm -hmm. you know, a black startup that's, mm -hmm. that would be tight. Yeah. That's dope. I, um, I was fortunate enough to have financial literacy in high school. So wow. I oh. wish all high schools, you know, okay. put that into their programs, but. What high school did you go to? I went to, <laughs> <laughs> I went to an all girls high school um, mm. out in Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hey, well, shout cool. out to them. They're doing their thing. They're looking Smart. out. Mm -hmm. I definitely ain't learned nothing about financial literacy. Oh, well, my mom was an accountant, so I got I got off easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You. I had a microeconomics, and um, I failed that. So I just wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to be clear on that. But that's like, besides um, physics, was the only other class that I failed ever mm -hmm. in life. Um, but I was able to overcome that, and I, I kind of taught myself. Anything, everything about finance. Mm -hmm. um, also, my girlfriend here really helped me out when it comes to saving. Like, look at that girl. Yeah, black love, girl. man. Hey. Yeah, and it, it, it was like, what? I got money. <laughs> she looking over there. She looking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I, know. I, know. I, know. I know. I did that. Yeah, but um, big shout out to you. You were my uh, financial literacy course right there. Thanks, painting for you. Comes in all forms. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to y'all. But so let's go ahead and uh, let's dive into the quarter today. The quarter today. So. Hit me out on this. Just give me your personal take on this. So, being different is a revolving door in your life where secure people enter and insecure people exit. One more time. Okay. Saw some thoughts going there, right? That's why y'all thinking real hard. Let me say it again. Being different is a revolving door in your life where secure people enter and insecure people exit. That's a heavy one. You said when secure people enter. Mm hmm and insecure people exit. I mean, for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, taking that to where, when you first walk into a, a situation, um, maybe that you're familiar with, uh, you're very secure in what you know, and then sometimes whatever's going on in that room, in that door, kind of shakes your life up and you walk out just a little bit insecure, and, and maybe you have to do some more research on the outside and then be able to come back you know, mm -hmm. come back again and figure some some things out. Mm -hmm. all right. That's all I okay. got for that one. Okay. <laughs> I like you. I like you. That's a deep ass quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good. You got the right one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of take that. I think being different is dope. And sometimes when someone comes into someone else's life, that's not the norm. That's not what they're used to. They can't find it in themselves to stay in that person's life. So they're insecure, they exit. But when you, what? But when you find someone, <laughs> but you know, when you find someone who appreciates the differences in people and you know, is open to learning about different things and taking on new ideas, mm -hmm. that person is secure and they, you know, welcome you in their life and vice versa. Dang. Okay. I like that. I like, yeah, I like so, that. <laughs> so I mean, just, Piggybacking off that, I think it really just means that accepting difference does so much for you. Mm -hmm. So like being able to see 
to take a walk in somebody else's shoes essentially mm-hmm. i think that is how you grow as a person mm-hmm. and it actually helps with those insecurities that you may have just opening yourself up to new perspective new experiences like that is how you grow so that's what i took away from the book okay fair enough i'm kind of more like when what you were saying kind of mm-hmm. just pig- piggyback again off of that but um this comes from more like a personal thing for me so i guess like just being here in new york city is very different from being from like in alabama a lot of people have a very traditional way of thinking in alabama which i'm sure y'all know and so coming up here it's just like accepting other people is only going to help you in the long run like those who just want to fight it like just the lgbtq community like there's some people that are just for whatever reason don't really have a specific reason they're just against everything it stands for but it's happening whether you want it to or not it's happening and we are in it if you live here anywhere for that matter you're involved in it so it's just like either you can accept it move on and realize it doesn't hurt you either way and in fact it might help you if you learn to be accepting of other people or you can be that person that just is like nah i'm good i'm out of it hate crime you know just like being a, yeah. for no reason so yeah. i mean it's kind of how i look at it it's just like it's a revolving door business if like it says secure people people who are securing themselves they're fine. They're going to be all right. Those people that are insecure and worried about everybody else's business. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be short for y'all. Yeah. So far. Anyway, man, let's go ahead and dive into this topic, man. I can't wait no longer. So this is something like I have really no idea much about um, a topic I've always been interested to know more about. But just just so feel free to start from wherever you need to. I'm probably going to say something just out of ignorance because I don't know. Feel free to correct me on it. Please do. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to look ignorant and y'all not tell me and then I just continue to be ignorant, right? <laughs> that's, that's the worst. That's the worst. Call me out on it. I would really appreciate if y'all did that. But what I want to know is I want to know where did it all start? I mean, some people say you're born gay. Some people say you're not born gay. Some people say it just happens after you're born in certain instances that come along. So how did it start? Where did it come from? I mean, feel I free. I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Um, so it's so funny that you asked that question. Uh, because I think when you when you're growing older um, and you're gay, you're you kind of search back to see, okay, well, when did I really start feeling these feelings towards women or towards men? If you're a guy, um, and the first moment that I can probably think of, I was living with my brother and my mom uh, down in Virginia, and I remember going to school, um, and it was like in our backyard, pretty much. The school was that close. I remember going to school and I would show all the girls my abs and I would let them touch my abs. And I know that sounds hella crazy. Like, it don't sound crazy at all. But I used, to, <laughs> I used to do karate when I was younger. So I was super fit and I had a super fit body. Like I always liked to work out and be active. That was just something that I really liked mm-hmm. to do. And yeah, so I would always let them touch my abs. And then my brother had a girlfriend that was in his grade. And I just remember having dreams about her, mm. like just dreams and thinking like, why do I keep dreaming about this girl? I didn't realize until later on that I liked this girl. That's why I mm. literally liked her. And I don't think I was able to understand that feeling at that time because mm-hmm. I was seven years old. Right. Um, I knew I'd like also some boy that I was in school with, but I used to dream about her. Crazy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So you That's- had this dream about her and then all of a sudden you was like, dang. That's when I knew. That's what I like. I said, I got to have it. No. <laughs> Show your ass, right? You sure yeah. yeah, but actually, you know, I didn't even pursue women at that age. You know, mm-hmm. I just, um, I don't think I really started to pursue women until I got to high school. 
That's I think a, that's wow. my first. That yeah. was, so it was still was just like, like a, it was still just an idea at that in point. In the back of my mind, like if I came, if I felt comfortable enough, I would have. But I don't think I felt comfortable at that time. So how were your interactions with guys all throughout those years until high school? Um, I had boyfriends, like little boyfriends. You know, mm. I mean, I was young. I was twelve. So puppy mm-hmm. love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> there was this one boy I used to date, and he would blow up my phone. I met him in camp. He would blow up my phone. And when he would be done blowing up my phone and I wasn't answering, mm. he would start calling my house phone. I'll never forget. My mom picked up the phone and was like, if my daughter does not want to talk to you, stop calling my phone. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think, he, I think he, he irritated me. So then, you know, like when you're mad, you don't want to talk. So I just put him on that, that hold. Mm. And he was like, no, I got to talk to her. I want to make things right. So blowing up my house phone. What do you do like, wrong? <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. Um, and this is going to probably come up later on anyway. He used to smoke weed. At what age? This was... I was actually going into high school when oh, I met okay. him. So this was like gotcha. the summer before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to smoke weed. And I used to be like, ew. Like, I used to just think it was like a bum thing to do. A little sativa? A little Now he was smoking that Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> All exactly. those categories were now back then. And um, in my mind, um, smoking was bad because... It was a trigger for something else for me. Like mm. that was very, um, very triggering in my life. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of was. I was just like, nah, I'm no. done with it. Oh, okay. And I, it's so funny that I even remember that. But yeah. I mean, but yeah. So initially, you you like guys, and then you just yeah, had no, dreams yeah. about <laughs> women, and then all of a sudden you was like, you know what? They was running me down. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I just I just went for it, and it stuck. Okay. So, mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what about you, Miss Shania? Oh, gosh. Well, I have never had any um, dreams about women, like, back then, <laughs> at that age or whatever. But I guess you could say I was sort of like a late bloomer. I didn't really start exploring, you know, this idea of like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing something with a girl, you know, one day until I got to high school, too. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess, like, the idea was there in my mind, but I never, like... Never acted on it? Like, yeah, never acted on mm-hmm. it. Um, and then someone ended up causing me to act on it. Like, this, this first girl, the first girl that I ever uh, did anything with or... I don't know. I don't want to say did anything. Talk but to. Like, yeah, talk to. Exactly. Thank you. No the first girl that I ever talked to, she... Uh, Y'all know what talking means. I guess means, started... <laughs> she, she got the ball rolling on the whole thing, so... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, did you have, like, any boyfriends before that? Or, like, yeah, I had boyfriends before that, yeah. Um, I had boyfriends before that, during that. <laughs> okay. And so they just weren't cutting it though. They wouldn't they weren't what you wanted. Um No, it wasn't what I wanted. And I think like as as time went on exploring both, um like I came to a realization like, yeah, it's time to cut these things off. So, how did y'all meet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was so <laughs> We was in a club, and I seen a little shorty. <laughs> we did not meet in the club. Um, we met through a, my best friend. Um, one night, they were going to hang out. And she swears that she's sent me pictures of Tay, like, before we met. And I told her, no, she hasn't. But whatever. But long story short, 
or long story long, um, we met through my best friend, <laughs> mm. who actually liked Tay at the time. Let's wow. just call it Spade a Spade. Okay, yeah. Mm. Hey, hey, drama. Okay. <laughs> no, no drama. 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 My best friend had a girlfriend at the time. She thought Tay was cute. Like, let's just call it Spade a Spade. She mm. thought Tay was cute. They are... Help. <laughs> <laughs> they are... They would never work. and they, no, Nobody ever pursued anyone. Like, let's just put that on mm. That was you That's the homegirl. Yeah. She's super cool when we met. Oh, actually, we had each other on Twitter. Uh, we actually ran into each other at a, uh, the Pride Parade one year. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, shoot, just, I don't know where I was with uh, two of my best friends. And we just started speaking after that. And then we would just text. And we hung out. We smoked with actually another girl I used to date. And um, we smoked at the girl's house. Super random, y'all. I know y'all probably like, what the hell you had going on? Um... But we were just chilling. We went out to uh, Cold Stone one time, and we just, you know, was chilling. We was really just having a good time. It's a solid date spot. Yeah. Oh. It's a solid date. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid date spot. Dessert. Yeah. You want to get some Cold Stone? Yeah. yeah cool. Like, and that frozen yogurt act- be good. <laughs> We actually rode all the way to the city. Um, I think we were just trying to get out the house mm-hmm. and just, you know, go out. And um, back then, I had my little hoopty going and. We just had a good time. She actually told me about Shania mm-hmm. and that Shania should have been there. And I was like, oh, dang, you know, all right. But I never really thought about it um, at all because I was also in a situation, mm-hmm. back and forth situation back at school. So, you know, it was nothing. Um, and then I think the next year, because I don't even think that was the same year, actually, that I, because it was a, the winter time. Mm-hmm. Um, one day I got, well, I finally got a new car. So now you know I'm riding good. Just got it two days ago. Okay. You feel me? Okay. Then her friend hits smell. me up. It's like, yo, what's going on? Blah blah blah. We decide we're gonna hang out. Mm. And so I go and pick her up, and she's like, oh, let's go scoop my best friend. So I'm like, okay. I remember, you know, hearing Shania's name before. So I'm like, all right, yeah, no problem. Right over to Bayside. Pull up. She gets in the car, and she's on Facetime with somebody. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay. The, dis- the audacity. Yeah. I was on Facetime with a whole other girl. And, you know, I didn't think nothing of it because it wasn't a setup type of situation. It wasn't a come scoop my best Mm. friend because I'm I'm about to put you on. It was a, you know, I think it was a, yeah, let's just go get my best friend to stand a third type of situation. You know how females do. So I just went and scooped her, got in my car on FaceTime, turned around and hit her with a, not today, mamas. You can't be getting in my car on FaceTime. <laughs> like, that's just, that's a whole nother Yeah, thing. I'm like, you know. Hey, listen, I respect I you. can't put all your eggs in one basket, all right? Yeah. Like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Can you put them in a basket in another room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm just, I'm a, I'm, I'm just not rude. So it's like, if I'm coming to meet somebody for the first time, getting in somebody's car, like, I'm immediately, hello, how you doing? My name is, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on the phone engaging in another conversation, mm-hmm. trying to get in somebody else's, you know, vehicle. That's just not Wait, me. Wait, don't make so, it seem like I'm rude. Now. It sounded like you were a savage. You, you, you were like, I wasn't a savage. savage. Like, it, was, like. it was like one of those, like, oh, I'm just about to run out, like, go kick it for a few. I'm in the middle of a call. Like, I'm hopping in the car. Five minutes after, I probably would have been, all right, let me pay attention to y'all now. Five but minutes? That's a long time. That's a long time. Five minutes was like five, five minutes. seconds. <laughs> exactly. Wow, okay. But, um, you yeah, handled so. that very well, though. I mean. Oh, no, yeah. she didn't. She was like, you was rude when you told me to go to the phone. You yeah. Around, you was well, so like, like, do you remember your exact words? Well. Do you remember your exact words? I think it was, it was most likely you got to get up off that phone. Probably. Like, that's just how I talk. Mm. So, oh, that's that is, nice. That sounds very nice. And I've never even met this girl before. 
never met her. I'm just like, oh, you got to get up off the phone. You can't get in the in the you know in the car on the phone. Like being jokey, but like being serious. You right. can't be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Laughing, but very serious. Yeah. I mean, she entitled to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, y'all ain't had no. Right, I, I pay my phone bill. Yeah, y'all ain't had. <laughs> you do pay your phone bill, but what is it that you did after I said that? Oh, you're trying to be funny. I am okay. trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got like, okay. <laughs> So how did you how did you know like how did y'all know or you know she was the one? Did you have a dream mm-hmm. about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, you want to show your ass? Hey, <laughs> I wanted to show her my ass for sure. But um, no, actually, I knew that she was the one because when we pulled up to the mall, we just went to the mall because she wanted some some cinnamon sticks or something like that. Yeah, we pulled up to the mall because she wanted Cinnabon. Oh, okay. Cinnabon. I knew it was something with cinnamon. <laughs> and um, I got out the car. I have a coupe. I got out the car. Her friend got out the car and let her out. Mm. And by the time I turned around when I closed the door, girl, the ass she had on her, I was like, nah, wow. this is crazy. I was like, first of all, she already was looking good, but it was dark. And I was like, okay, she looked cute. But then when we got into, you know, the parking lot light, you know, inside the parking garage and I seen that ass and then I seen her face, I was like, Not oh, that. I said, oh, gotta have her. That was it. Gotta have her. But, um, okay. but yeah, that's when I knew. That's all. But I knew, knew. Did you know that? Is this new to you? Not even because I'm smart, like, <laughs> yeah. educated. You knew I was the one because hold of my butt. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Just as a man, like, we're not attracted to you off your personality when we first approach you. <laughs> like, you. it's going to be just, like, you, what please. you look like. That's Thank the cold, you. hard truth, but it's the truth, nonetheless. Now, yeah. she had to just go through the layers now. Like, you were an onion. Like, he, she already she knew. you back. <laughs> like, yeah. you were somebody that she physically was attracted to. Now, let me get in your head. Let me mm. see how you think. Okay, right. Yeah. I see what you um, did. I see you what so you did. I see what you did. I was gonna get smacked I when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you though? How you know that she was the one? I knew she was the one when I got in that car and I was still on the phone. But I'm um, no. She was smart. Like after this happened or whatever, we all went out to eat and we were all talking and I was like, damn, this girl hella smart. Like she got shit going by herself. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Carried herself so, well. Huh? Yeah, she did. She carried herself very well. Mm-hmm. And I was looking busted that day, y'all. When I tell you, I <laughs> she think she was, but she wasn't. Yo, I had on Adidas track pants. I had on a hoodie and a hat. And I knew my hair was, it wasn't done. It was undercover. So I was just, exactly. <laughs> so I was looking style. right. That's what I call that. Yeah, exactly. Protective style. Protective style. That's what I call that. <laughs> exactly. And um, I think she really st- got a look at, like, what I really looked like mm-hmm. when I drove back down to Hampton a couple days later. Because as soon as I got back, I did my hair mm. and I sent her pictures and I think she was like, oh, that's what you actually look like. Mm. Yeah, that's what I actually look like. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, she swears that like she didn't look good that day. And I'm like, no, you did. Yes, yeah, she had on hat, but like the waves were still nice. Like the hair, it was like, you know, she looked cute. So that hey, she's cute. Hey. She the one that matters, but, so she's saying it. But when the pictures true. did come through after she like blew her hair around on the other side, I was like, okay, yeah, she fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. So, so I guess with that being said, like, how has this relation? Y'all been together for three years, correct? Mm-hmm. Three and a half. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. So, how has this relationship been for you all? Like, talk to me about the good, the bad, the trials, the tribulations. Like, what has been going on? Like, three years is a long time. I wish I could be in a three-year relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Ooh, I think a year is probably the longest. Yeah, a year, a year is the longest I've been in a relationship. How has it oh, been for wow. you? You know what? This is actually my longest relationship. Mm. And to be completely honest, I literally I wouldn't want to have it any other way with any other person. You are the light of my life. Mm. Wow. Hey, bring the ring. Get the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Play huge jacket ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but it hasn't always been good. You know, I'm not even gonna sit here in front. Like mm-hmm. we've been through it. We've had to go through family situations. Mm-hmm. You know, just us learning each other, um, and most importantly, learning ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like you think you know yourself yep. until you're in a committed relationship with somebody and you're in a very close proximity with them. Mm-hmm. You get me? Because it'll teach you not only about them, but yes. about yourself. That's what I've you heard. Know? That's what I've heard. And yeah. I think that since I've been, longest relationship I've been in is for a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that in that year, it felt like three years mm-hmm. in a bad way. Man. But that's neither here nor there. But I think that I learned a lot, not only about that other person, but what mm-hmm. I can tolerate, what I can't tolerate. Mm-hmm. Just like thinking about what I want in a significant other mm-hmm. and just like the trials like everything that you go through like it's all just for you all and just building that building that trust building that foundation so it's interesting that you say that mm-hmm. i want to know what it's been like for y'all just like in the city i mean i know from a personal perspective like i go out and i see all types of people all types of relationships and couples and things like that like have y'all had to deal like with any kind of like harassment mm-hmm. like any like like verbal harassment, physical, anything. Because I know I've seen stuff on the train where people just, for whatever reason or another, they just have to say something or do something. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people, a lot of people in like relationships, women and women, men and men and stuff. So it's like more natural for me to see so just being here in the city. But have y'all had to directly deal with anything uh, like that? Um, I've never had any situations where like someone has attacked me or anything like that. I think I just get like looks mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. look at us and, like, like side eyes faces. Yeah, like, side eyes or like make faces or like roll their eyes or stare mm-hmm. i think a lot of the time people stare and like tay's the one that's like more alert mm-hmm. I, like if we're out on the train like i'm focused on my phone i'm focused on you like she's like <laughs> scoping out the whole train making sure yeah. ain't no crazy people around making sure like As she should shit look like yeah. nothing's gonna pop off jump off and Me, nobody. i don't i don't do that like unless i'm by myself or whatever but like if we're together i'll like be laying or like be talking or give you a kiss or something like that and then people will look and stare and like make faces and I does it make you uncomfortable when they do that no doesn't make me uncomfortable. I, I don't care at this point. Like, I really don't care. Do you feel like it's usually a lot of old ladies? I think it's a mix. It's <laughs> old people, old young ladies. people, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a mix. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what do y'all, what do y'all, how do y'all, what do y'all say? Like, so y'all, have y'all dealt with anything, like, specifically? I don't know. So, not together. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had a situation where I was um, kind of dating somebody. Um, this was years and years ago. Years and years and years ago. And, um... We were on Jamaica Avenue mm-hmm. and we were kind of just like sitting somewhere very random um, and just talking. I think that I was going to, you know, I, I think I probably, you know, took her to the train and she was going to go home. And I guess a man kind of saw us maybe kissing or, you know, touching or something like that um, or just being very close and intimate. But um, he was just like hurling insults. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I said something back to him and then he tried to flex on me. And, you know, in that instance, I didn't have my knife on me that I usually carry. And um, mm-hmm. not that I ever want to have to attack anybody. 
Um, no, I used to carry a knife on me too. Yeah, back so in the day. you have yeah, to. Yeah. You know, sometimes, especially if you know that um, there are things about you that may trigger certain yeah, people. Yeah. Um, and I think what it is is I, I called him jealous, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Say it again, say it again." And I'm just like, that was the first time I ever felt, you know, very just attacked yeah. and um, a little nervous because you know, and, I, and if anybody that knows me knows that I'm very like headstrong and. I don't back down. I'm not mm-hmm. a punk or nothing like that. Uh, but this dude was, you know, like, like, he was big. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I could take him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some dudes that I see and I'm like, yeah, I could take you. Especially if I have something on me, I mm-hmm. could take you. If I see an object around, mm-hmm. especially in a club, I'll bust your whole stuff open Wait, with a box. So, so is that how you approach the room every time? Like, are you looking for things to hit people with? Oh, always. Always. Stay ready. You're never gonna get ready. You know what? And this is why I like her because I promise you, I was going to say that very same quote. Y'all had two seconds before I said it, but Mm. you always have to stay ready before you have to get Mm. ready. You know, Uh, but not usually. Like usually, I'm really I'm the jokester. Like I Mm. love to have a good time, Mm. so I don't like when I have to pop off. I don't like when people pop off and you know there's an issue. So that was very like alarming, and I think that was the first time. And really the last time um, that it has ever been that aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, like he actually wanted to do something to me. And um, I don't know if you guys know anything about the Ave. That was the one time, y'all, that there was no police on the Ave. I'm like, damn, where's the police when wow. you need it? Where's the, Any so other time. Where's the Ave at? That's um, in Jamaica, Queens. Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Yep. EJZ train station. That's the first stop. It's, it's, just, it's just crazy to me because it's like I've never like been that offended by what other some what somebody else is doing like mm-hmm. it's just like live your life like what does another person have to do with the way that you're going on your day to day so it's just interesting that people are just like looking at you funny or like throwing insults at you because yeah. it's just like how how are, how are they how are you all or how is anybody affecting your day because mm-hmm. of what they're doing so it's just like it, it just doesn't make sense to me yeah. and jealousy too a little bit i think like sometimes People don't have their stuff together, so they look for different people mm-hmm. they can pick at anything. To yeah. bring them down. Yeah, yeah to make them feel better in that moment. Yeah. And exactly. so, I mean, yeah. and I'm going to say this just because I'm going to be as candid as I, as I want to be. So, prior to, prior, shit, after college, two years into college, my junior year in college, prior to that, I was homophobic. Oh, shit. That's real. Hey, give me your bag um, real quick. Man. I was homophobic. Hey, I really was. On both listen, ends? Like, listen, you, listen, hey, listen. You? This is uh, new to me, so like, let's let's dive into this. Let's dissect this. Go ahead. Talk about it. Wait, wait. Before you even dive in, on both ends, like, were you homophobic? If you if you ran into two, two lesbians, you cool with that. But if you saw two guys, two gay men, you homophobic towards that? Or on both ends, were you homophobic? That's a all? really good question. Um... I don't know, so maybe it's a different word then. Because I wasn't like, when I saw two women, I was like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still in my immature mind, like, hey, <laughs> two women is better than one. So I'm just like, that was completely different. I was all for it. I was very stereotypical male. Mm-hmm. So I was homophobic in the sense of men. Okay. Just men on men type things. I always thought they was trying to get my booty or something. I thought they was always after me. <laughs> because they, like, I've had instances where dudes were like, whisper. Uh, I mean, not whisper, but like whistle when I walk by. Or like they say something like, damn, he look good. And I'm just like, I'm the only person yeah. walking by right now. So I'm just like uncomfortable with it. So at that point, in my mind, every person that's, that's gay is out to get me. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to defend mm-hmm. myself. I 
get that. That was a very different way. That was the wrong way of thinking. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I told you, my friend came out, which I still love him to death to this day, and it don't matter about none of that. He's actually a preacher too. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, mm-hmm. but um. I've gotten to a point now, I was insecure, I guess, maybe even with myself, but mm-hmm. now I've gotten to a more secure place to where I don't have a problem like anybody. In fact, like, I'm a businessman. So, obviously, in order to do great business, you need to be able to get along with everybody anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like you said, with the quarter today, not accepting somebody because of their personal choices doesn't hurt you at all. It just mm-hmm. slows you down and hinders you, if mm-hmm. anything else. And so, I've come to a much better place now, which is why this episode means so much more to me because mm-hmm. now I get to dive a little bit deeper into unexplored territory so to speak for myself but yeah you're right it wasn't towards women mm-hmm. I guess it was more so just towards <laughs> I, men <laughs> I get that though a lot of men are like that um you know they view lesbians uh, well let me not even say all lesbians they view two femmes yeah. as being like oh that shit is high oh I would love to see them you know oh, do what they do in the bedroom this and the third but if they see like a femme of someone who's a little more masculine then they have something to say or why are you with her or you should come you know my way I bet you if I give you some you'll change you know how you feel or what you want typical guys yeah Yeah, like that's how men be and when they see two guys they're like oh that shit is nasty like oh you know he's letting this nigga play you know this and that in the third so I get it I'm glad you you know found the light I mean I mean I, I just come from a background to where like I just really was raised to accept difference like it's just like do what you're gonna do like yeah. what, what anybody else has to do doesn't shouldn't affect the way that you perceive them right. or the yeah. way you approach them and like my mom just told me straight up like the only way that you grow is that if you continue to push yourself out your comfort zone mm-hmm. so it's just like mm-hmm. being exposed to different types of people different types of backgrounds like that is how i've grown so it's like when it comes to people having a different sexual orientation, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like my my whole thing is just like I'm gonna still treat you like you're a regular person. Mm-hmm. Like your sexual orientation has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Just respect me. That's yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. Just respect is respect. Now I've had some disrespect. Yeah, yeah. That's people coming to my yeah. life. Like yeah. some dude told me like, you. I know you be slanging dick, and I'm like, whoa. Like you, you, you definitely crossed the line. Yeah. So it's just like I've had those situations that I still don't know how to rectify those situations. Mm-hmm. It's just like because I still feel like you know you want to treat somebody with respect because it's yeah. just like you wilding right now. But it's just like I've learned to just like other people's experiences just accept them because they're only going to help you grow as a person. Yeah. Because if you're in the same type of space with the same type of people, you're going to be stagnant. You're not going to be growing as a person. So it's just like, live your life. For sure, man. I've, I've had certain instances, too, where I've been in the city, kind of like yourself. Like, I've gone out my way to try to befriend just different people that I normally wouldn't be friends with. Mm-hmm. And so, just actually, I, ain't gonna lie, I didn't even know he was gay until after we had met up after mm-hmm. the first initial time. So we met up, and it was everything was cool. I met this one dude, greatest conversation ever. We were connecting and everything. And then... um. I was like, yo, we should meet again, like, in a few weeks or whatever, talk business, see if we can, like, game plan some ideas. And uh, he was like, yeah, just make sure you wear that suit again. And he put a smirky face. Uh-oh. Ooh. <laughs> I was like. And uh, men, men are very aggressive. And I was men like, I, know was like I, see. I'm, I'm I don't correct. Like, maybe mm-hmm. it did that or something like that. So I was just confused. I was like, we just had a great conversation. And I made it very clear. I was like, man, there's some beautiful women in this city. Damn, my little women. Like, I, I just made it completely <laughs> obvious. Oh, you I put thought. it out there like that. Yo, and then, so he did that, and I was like, 
what does that mean? Like, I texted back. I was like, what does that smirky face mean? And he said, oh, I was, nah, that, I was just playing. That was just a joke. It's a weird joke. <laughs> and so... Not with somebody you just met, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it usually yeah. happens with the people that you just meet. Yeah. You think, like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, good conversation. And Y'all yeah. connecting, and it goes to a different place. And then, all of a sudden, in my mind, you know where I went. I was like... <laughs> is that what you said? Yo, be quick. <laughs> what, yo, what is so funny is that, like, to hear your perspective, like, just the experience that you're having as a straight male, because... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't have a lot of straight male friends besides two of my homeboys from, you know, from college. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't really get hit on like that. So to hear it coming from somebody is just it's, like, damn, so this is what's going on. It's so aggressive. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's crazy. Like, when you got a man, like, so it was this dude that I used to work with. And, um, you know, like, we was cool. Like, it was just like, I knew he was gay. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, he was about to leave. So I was like, all right. Like, I'll take down your number because he just seemed like a good dude, educated, got a PhD. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I feel like his perspective could be valued in my yeah. life. But then he, he checked up on me one day and he was like, oh, I know you be out here slanging dick. And I'm like, <laughs> this is our first text conversation. <laughs> like, why is that even being mm-hmm. bought up? Yeah. So I was just like, you know, that's kind of like you crossing a line right now. Mm-hmm. I don't do none of that. Like, you don't know what I do. Right. And like, he was offended by that. And I was like. That's not regular guy mm-hmm. conversation. So it's just like I don't. I didn't know how to how mm-hmm. to address the situation. Mm-hmm. But it was just like because he's a good dude. It's just like all right, I know you a good dude. But it's just like I'm not on that with you. So it's just like and you was all, and you all's experience. How do you all deal with like situations like that to where I guess a straight man tries to cross that line with you? How do you address that? Or maybe even a straight woman. Since I mean, women. Yeah, I mean you're attracted to women. So, um. I don't, I feel like women, unless I'm in like a gay space or like a lesbian space, women mm-hmm. don't really hit on me. Um, but guys, and I'll be honest to say, like, I get scared as hell when guys like try to talk to me because when I be like, oh, no thanks, they still persist. Oh, I got a girlfriend. They start with the, oh, really? Your girlfriend don't you have friends? Uh-huh. Type. All that yeah, shit. You in New York, you gotta like, be special. Yeah, though. and it's just like now, even if I'm not listening to any music or whatever, like I have my earpods in, it's just like it scares the shit out of me because mm-hmm. guys just don't take no for an answer. Like it's it's just terrible. I hate it. And I can see how that would make you very nervous because mm-hmm. it's just like, so what do I say to get you to back off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without and like, then it's like yeah. then it's like yeah, because yeah, exactly. then it's like, damn. Okay, I gotta really like I have to. In the moment, I have to decide what I'm going to say because I don't want to say, oh, I have a girlfriend and then he's triggered and yeah. it, it, it turns into like mm-hmm. an assault or he's, you know, yeah. like he's saying. And I hate to say that sounds like a, a, a easy it, trigger for guys to yeah, like, seems, soon you say like that. I got a whole different set of problems you just like, nah, like, I'm not interested. Yeah. We all of a sudden just go to, oh, oh, you got a girlfriend. She better than me. Like, yeah, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. What about, I mean, have you, have you dealt with that in this space? It's so weird because my friends be so confused as to why men still try to talk to me because I have very, I can have very masculine energy, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but I guess most people don't really feel that until they're talking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, If we're talking about females, you know, then you really get it because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to relate so you understand like, nah, bro, we on the same team type, you Mm -hmm. know, but Mm -hmm. like before that, sometimes they just can't tell. You know, mm-hmm. and like I don't blame them, especially like if I have my hair blown out, depending on what I'm wearing that day. Yeah, they could just—they probably be like, 
okay, well, that's just a New York girl. Like, anybody who I talk to be like, well, you just, you kind of just dress like a New York girl. Mm. Jeans and sneakers. Like, that's just something that they, you know, mm-hmm. they see them wear. Um, so, like that. huh? I just said, wow, that's true. I never even thought about it. Like, yeah, it's like the New York girl thing is kind of like the tomboy thing. So, mm. I don't necessarily think that you're gay. Like, yeah. you could be, mm. but I also may still have a chance. I might mm. still have a shot because you could just be a tomboy type of girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny to me, but like it doesn't bother me. I just be like, nah, bro, like that ain't my thing. We on the same team. Mm-hmm. Oh, then it's a a word. Like, yeah, but like it's, it's not as like yeah. surprising. Like for I'm sure like Shania deals with. They probably be like, damn, for real. But for me, it's just yeah. like a word because they probably have it in their mind. Okay, this girl either gay or she a tomboy. Mm-hmm. So she, he, you know, it's already kind of out. Um, it's kind of already an option in their mind. So, you know, I don't. I don't be ready to fight or nothing. I just be cool and like. Some people would be looking at it as a ch- like. I would never try to understand like the female psyche, but men, it's still just as hard to understand how some people like like see that as a challenge. As a challenge, they like, so, oh, I can so, turn her straight. Like she just so, ain't had so the right time. one. Like that, that's really how. No, one of my homies actually did it before. Yeah, one of my homies actually did it before, but I, I'm like, nah. Did it to someone? Yeah, like wow. she was, she was a lesbian, mm-hmm. and he turned that out. I was like. All right, I don't know how. I, I don't even think it's like a turning the person outside of thing. I think that in like the LGBTQ plus community, like there are lesbians who want to identify as bisexual but are so scared to do that. Mm-hmm. And your homeboys, the, the girl, you know, that he ended up, you know, being able to have sex with. Mm-hmm. I, she probably was just bisexual, bisexual. under yeah. all, you know, True. like deep down. True. And she just was so scared to identify as that because a lot of women don't like to do that. They feel like it fucks them up with getting a guy because in the guy's head, this girl's always going to want to go off to women. And with women in the girl's head, the girl's always going to want to go off to men. So mm-hmm. they just choose not to identify as that. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a huge thing. thing. I just feel like if you bisexual, you just do whatever you want to do. Like, it just depends on the person. Correct? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is, right? I mean, as a bisexual, that is, like, whatever your preference is, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's the competition thing. I think Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you know that the girl that you're dealing with is straight, for a man, it's just like, well, ain't no competition, you know? Like, I know that, except for with other men, Mm -hmm. it's too much when it's other men and women, and even with women, it's like... So you feel like it's the male ego? It can be the male ego, but even the female ego. They don't... I think it's... People have a real issue with competition, wanting Mm -hmm. to be the only one, Mm -hmm. um, or even feeling uncomfortable if somebody were to leave them, quote-unquote, for another sex, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about it. Hold on. It's like a security thing. This is interesting for me. So we're going to pause and take a step back. Take a step back. Gave y'all a lot of information on this last one, man. We're just, again, super excited to have two guests on that are part of the LGBT community come on and kind of educate us a little bit on you know it's a different walk of life yeah i definitely learned a lot um they were dropping a lot of gems and um we want y'all to really sit down and comprehend what just happened a lot of information so we'll catch y'all next time on part two hey y'all let's be honest